three, two, one. Sober in the States football. Here are your hosts, the Taco Slayer Jorge and MLS card guy, Chris. I'd be lying if I said that I remembered how this works. Look at me. It's my voice. This isn't Chris, the MLS card guy. This is Jorge, the Taco Slayer on the football show, taking the lead. What? How long is it? I don't even know how long it's been. What's up, Chris? It's been a while. Whoa! Whose voice is that? Hello? I'm back. Mom, I'm back, hello? baby. Hello, he's back. Chris, the MLS card guy, is back. So we're in the states. Football is back. Chris, how are you? Hello. It's it's good Dude, to know. It's good to see your face. I am ridiculously tired, but at the same time, actually very excited to be back doing this. Um, because I did miss it. You know, like it was like, it was like a part of me was just like gone. You know big part of me and I, I haven't been able to talk to anybody in the community and it's just been very sad although it's been very happy because if you know why i was gone it's it's a it's a good time it's a it's a happy happy song it is true it, um, it, it is a little blessing and a curse i will say yeah. like that those first like couple days you know a week or two you're like you know it's kind of nice to get your time back a little bit receive that back you know take a little break go outside and touch some grass but after a while you do you do start to get a little missed. You do you do start to get that itch to talk about Silverware because we love this game so much. But Chris, for those that don't know, why were you gone? Where did you go? Why did you abandon us? Yeah, I just abandoned you, really. That was it. That was my only goal was to, was to just abandon you and leave you with your Orlando City flag in the background. Yeah, well, who's leading this um, Yeah, so for those people that don't already know, I work for a USL championship team called the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, and we've had a pretty ridiculously incredible season so far. It's been a magical ride. Um, But one of the things that happened was our um, game presentation coordinator left to go to the Columbus crew, which is great for him, like a big promotion for him, obviously. Um, but that meant there was an opening that I slid right into the DMs for. Oh yeah, and uh, I took over took over as the um, promotions and entertainment manager. So that means I'm responsible for all of the audio, all of the video, all of the halftime entertainment, all of the bands that come through, all of the events that we do as a team, but also everything else that happens at our stadium. So it takes a lot of creative energy to come up with fun stuff to keep thousands of people entertained every single weekend. And it just so happened that I got that job as we entered the most ridiculous part of our schedule where we had eight eight home games in 10 weeks or something Oof. like that, um, plus a bunch of other events. So we are still in the middle of that. So I'm very ridiculously tired, but this is like our kind of halfway point. Um, and we've got a bunch of stuff coming up next weekend. And then, um, after that, a little bit of stuff, but we're, we're getting to the point where a lot of it's planned. Um, so I'm starting to, uh, starting to remember what the sun feels like again, which is fantastic. Uh, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's been a great time. It's been a whole lot of fun to get to, to be creative and produce stuff for, uh, for an actual professional football team, which is wild that. Literally, I started this like just talking to random people on the internet like two years ago, and it's uh, it's literally led me to a spot where I'm now creating content for thousands of people each weekend and letting them have a good time. So it's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's honestly, it's it's one of those things where you where you go to think and you don't really ever think about working for a football club or kind of putting yourself in that kind of position and just taking that role where you you see things from the other side, right? So now it's not just going to the game and getting your food and your drinks and all this stuff and just experiencing it. Like now you have to put that together. How, how yeah. ha, has that changed your appreciation for the game or just game day activities or just like the entire just building that atmosphere right because it just doesn't come from any like nothing like someone had to put that together so do you have a little bit more appreciation yeah. for the beautiful game itself oh 100 and i reached out to a bunch of people when i got the job and i was like hey what's your best like 
football memory like what's what makes things special when you go to games and try to kind of like piece together from all over the world like what makes football football and i mean it's it's hard like you can't really put it into words you know it's it's uh it's just a special place and it's really about building a community and trying to get um 5000 people to all kind of cheer at one time for one thing and uh sometimes we're successful with it sometimes we're not but um yeah it's it's definitely a new appreciation that i have for even going to like we'll, we'll be going to the pirates game later um and i'll be probably sitting there more focused on the video board and the and the music that they're playing than i am on the actual game itself but um yeah just it's it's really uh it's really fun when you get like the press box shaking because you're, you're playing a song and everybody's stomping their feet or um you get the entire stadium like chanting at one time with with stuff that you put up on the board or you get to troll the other team a little bit which is always which is always a good time so yeah it's it's a it's a whole new appreciation for sure of uh of what goes into it behind the scenes it's it's a lot for sure Dude, it's hey, no, 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 no pressure, buddy. All right, it's just a bunch of no people pressure. are counting on you for date night. All right, don't ruin, don't ruin, don't ruin their date night. Make sure they have a good time and go home and tell their kids about it in twenty years. But uh, hey, look, you're getting you're getting a whole new perspective on the content game, which uh, hopefully you can bring back to the so rare streets because uh, so rare in the states, the brand itself is coming coming back at you. The off season is over, in full workouts and. Uh, coming at yeah. you live we're maybe preseason training yeah preseason workouts baby we're doing yeah. it we're, we're figuring out we're uh, recording this don't know if it's going to get uploaded to youtube or not i don't know we'll figure it out but uh we spent we spent more time uh trying to figure out the platform itself than uh actually preparing for this show so we're gonna go for it right ever right it was perfectly it's planned he's like hey man take the lead on this show that you know who knows where it's gonna end up and if it doesn't go good yeah. it's your fault right yeah whatever that's dude. what i was gonna say you you got a promotion too because now you're you're the lead uh lead sower in the states guy you're the face of the brand now how does it feel uh, i feel like the listener counts are gonna drop off any second now so <laughs> <laughs> that might be where it goes uh you know one show was enough but maybe two three four five six i don't know dude so rare so rare worldwide what's up six underground but uh so we're gonna bring you in here so have you you took a little bit of time off have you still been playing so rare have you been paying mm. attention not as much attention yeah. like how is that whole dynamic with uh being that this game really pulls you in how is that a uh, balance been working out for you yeah so still been playing still been submitting teams every week although i did miss this weekend for mls which was pretty embarrassing i think that's the first time i've missed a game week in in a long time um We've all been there. so yeah still been playing both baseball and and football uh i haven't watched an mls game in probably two months three months Uh-oh. so uh yeah i Ooh. don't know if i I don't know if I'm really up to date on like who's got starting jobs and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I've still been playing and still been submitting teams and uh, the baseball side has been going better than the, than the soccer side for sure. But I, I'm on a few like little knickknacks here and there on soccer. So it's not too bad. I would say. Have you, so, and, and when we were kind of talking earlier, I, I had this thought, stepping away maybe not being like so like in that like bubble right where you're just not just in it and just obsessed with it right taking a step back did that help you at all like building your teams like do you feel like that kind of helped you clear your head a little bit more and have like a more con- like constructed strategy now that you're not not just in it if that makes sense i don't, I don't really know how we're in that but yeah i don't i don't really feel like a whole lot changed for me to be fair like i felt like i had most of what I wanted to do kind of worked out already. And then with the with the collections coming in, I did go into collections a little bit. Um, so that changed just a little bit, but that would have changed anyway with, with new rules and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't feel like it changed really too much for me as far as, you know, who I want to buy or anything like that. Um, I feel like I'd have to, oddly enough, I feel like I'd have to actually like get in like, get back into like the numbers, the analytics, the charts to actually like, no, oh shit, I'm actually way <laughs> off right now. And I need to change what I'm doing. Like right now I'm just like happy as a camper, like ignorance is bliss type of thing. And I'm just like starting the same teams every week. And I'm like, yeah, this is, this is good. And um, yeah, judging by Roman Salantano's price when I bought him and now he's probably uh, shouldn't be starting every week, but yeah, 
Yeah, but pro- who cares, you know? Yeah, dude. Nobody looks at prices. I mean, everybody. No. And that it's it's actually funny that you think about that because you've been gone for a little bit and you came back at a perfect time, which I would say that uh, the market's doing one of those things where it's just really just steadily going down and a mixture of all mm. it is obviously you know mls is in the middle of the season people are starting to maybe pivot going back to europe but another dynamic that i noticed this year and you know obviously us being very mls focused it's one of those things where you know as europe ends we anticipate that every kind of everybody kind of piles into the americas and mls and that didn't really happen this year there was Obviously, yeah. the under 20, 21, and under 23, under 21, under 23. Yeah, you know, those competitions, the under 23 tournaments or whatever you had. Now, Leagues Cup, Gold Cup, all this coverage that came to so rare. And all of a sudden, it almost felt like we didn't get that pump in the Americas. And then there's other content creators and stuff kind of going around saying that they were going to skip out in the summer and taking a break. So maybe things didn't really work out the way we thought they were going to. Do you think that's like, now the new normal or is it just kind of there's a kink like the move this year was to maybe avoid america's you know work on europe and then next year it's going to be like all right well their european cards are pretty stacked up maybe they'll come back to america how are you how do you see that have you actually been paying attention yeah i mean this is all like uh it's all game theory right so you kind of want to do the opposite of what everybody else does so in this case everybody else went to europe so you would be really good getting into America and getting really low, getting cards really low. And then if everybody, cause everybody expected everybody else to go into America. So everybody went into America. So now next year, everyone's gonna be like, well, no one went into America last year. So no, I'm not going to go into America. And then those cards should theoretically go up. The other thing to consider that I don't think, I, I think at this point we have to start talking about this is there's enough supply of these cards now where we shouldn't we should start to see more like level prices. We shouldn't see like ridiculous ups and ridiculous downs. Like we should start to see more of like this is kind of what this is worth and he's got you know 6 700 cards at the limited level, you know, a couple hundred at the rare level um to where you know, it, like back in the day it used to be like 40 cards and like three people would freak out and then all of a sudden the price would go nuts. Um, now it's, it's a lot more stable. And I think that year over year, that is going to continue to, to grow and continue just as the supply grows naturally. Um, you're going to continue to see, uh, that price be more stable. And then if it goes up or down depends on if you get more demand. So if you can onboard new players at a rate that matches the supply or exceeds it, you'll get the price going up. Um, so I think that's really that's really the big challenge as far as um, we kind of knew that this was eventually going to start to become a thing where there was just enough cards out there so that everybody who wanted one in the community could have one. Now it's, can you grow the community to be able to, to you know, handle this much supply? Cause at this point, clearly with the prices, like they can't handle the supply. Yeah. And, and I think that's, it's, it's one of those things that everybody knew like the whole supply demand kind of dynamic, but, it never really came into play, but you're, you're right that like now as time goes on, the more and more supply that we get year over year, it starts to become difficult. And not only that, with that itself, and this is something else that I've been thinking about, is that the people that are here, the longer that they're here, the smarter they get. And yeah, the you know, true. and the smarter they are with their choices. So they're being a little bit more specific. They're not going out and just throwing money at everything. So at the same time as like You'll, the good players are going to continue to rise, but at the same time, the mediocre players, the low players, like the no, the guys that just have no ceiling, their prices are going to, going to continue to tank with no just like big boost in people coming in on the platform. Because everybody here, as they get smarter, the strategy develops. Like, all you of know, a, those guys don't help you. Yeah, all of a sudden, like yeah. you're going for a smaller pool of guys, completely leaving everything else, just completely dump, and hope that someone new comes around and buys all the junk that we don't want. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, exactly. But then again, at the same time, is that we should get that with the first year of the Premier League and stuff this year. Like, there's no telling what's going to happen in two months, and uh, it's everything is everything is just different. It's one of those things where the market's trying to, like you were saying, it's starting to stabilize. It's starting to really find its footing and where it's going to be. And the people that were early and the people that are now coming in, they're gonna they're gonna see it differently, and the market is gonna make sense in different ways to different people. And uh, it's just another dynamic we gotta 
we got we got to figure out yeah i mean another kind of point on on this topic as well is it's going to be different for different players too like you've got a guy like jack mcglynn has gotten cards every single year mls has been a thing he's got a couple hundred rare cards he's got over a thousand limited cards like his supply is pretty much his supply like his price shouldn't really go that far up or down whereas this you know, a brand new draft pick that everybody's super excited about when Benyama in the, in the <laughs> NBA side, he's like two cards, you know, like <laughs> it literally takes some, somebody to just want one more than anybody else. And his price can go through the roof. Um, so I think even, and, and you'll see that with soccer players too. I, I am kind of looking forward to the point where we get to, you know, Jack McGlynn's 27 years old. He's had a decade <laughs> of Sora cards. You can pick him up for nothing, even though he's a great player versus like Axel Kai is 16 years old. He's never played a game before, but everybody thinks he's the next big thing. And he's got like three cards out there and his price is going to be like quadruple the price of Jack McGlynn. And you'll get, you know, way more value out of Jack McGlynn than you will out of out of. And I'm just using Axel Kai as an example here, but um you get my point like it'll be it'll be fun to get to that point where like the old veteran guys are just dirt cheap and they're super productive in the prime of their career yeah it's it almost feels like we're turning a page on so rare itself like obviously as as they continue to develop and bring out new things and really kind of turn the game into the game that should scale to the masses it's uh it's a little hard and changes changes hard to deal with. Sometimes we don't, we don't like to look at things and be like, well, it's not the same way it was when I started six months ago. So everything's going yeah. to shit. Like, it's like, look, the things are going to develop. Look, call of duty zombies. If you played call of duty zombies at the beginning the game was, it was nothing compared to what it is today. And mm-hmm. you know, people like it, people don't, but that, that's what it is. And the market's going to be here. It's going to stay. It's down, which means buy the bags, buy in the red. Why are you buying in the green? If you're buying in the green, everybody already knows. And they're already pumped up. And you're buying the top. You should be buying when it's red. When they're, that's true. When their L15 goes to like 42, but they're a 60-ish player, that's when you buy. You don't just go, right. oh, everybody else is dumping them, so I'm going to dump them too. No, that's when you buy. Right. Gosh. Buy the rumor, sell the news. Sup, Trippin' B? <laughs> that's, been, that's been honestly like the thing that I've done that's worked out the most. I've done every strategy, right? I've tried to buy the best players and win rewards. I've tried to buy the super young guys and wait. I've tried, like, you know, you've been here two and a half years, like you kind of tried everything at this point. <laughs> and really, that's the thing that works. Like, I know Miles Robinson is a quality player. Like, I just, he's a national team player. He's a solid center back. I've watched him average 60 over a whole season. I know he's solid. Right now, he's dirt, dirt cheap because he's been kind of in the national team, so he hasn't really been playing for Atlanta. So he's got some, like, his stats look a little weird. I know he's really good. Same thing with Christian Roldan. I know he's really good. As long as he stays in the MLS, that dude's going to be a mid-50s, 60-type guy, or at least until he gets to be like 35. <laughs> Those guys are super, super cheap right now, and that's that's where I've been um, kind of adding players is guys that you know are on a 45 L10 because they had a couple sub-appearances because they just came back. Um, that's where you start to like your football knowledge starts to really take over. And eventually those guys, you know, hopefully pump again at in some theory. point. In theory, they should they should go back up at some point. No, and and that's like I always kind of knew that, but it was I remember at the beginning of this year, you know, we were talking a lot and it was just like, oh, Julian Gressel was just like through the roof. And even you were like, Yeah, why are you not selling him? Just sell him. I'm like, no, dude, he smashed it. Like, look at him. I'm gonna keep him <laughs> yeah. all season. And then he just did, he fell off a cliff. We all know what Julian Gressel can do, right? I'm not panic selling. It's like, does it suck to look at that valuation? Yeah. Does it suck to see all that money that I left on the table? Yeah. But am I pretty confident that at some point, hopefully this season, it'll kind of go back up. And if I really want to, I can get out then. And if not, well, I'm just going to continue on the Gressel train. <laughs> Cause, uh, and that's the thing. Like he's, his scores are like down cause he fell off a cliff because he played for the U S national team and made three sub appearances. Like, he got a sub appearance at the end of the of, of his time in Vancouver before the Gold Cup because they were trying to save him for the national team. So like he's got five of his last seven games have been as a sub. So his L five is twenty nine, which looks really bad. <laughs> but like he hasn't really fallen off a cliff. Like he scored two goals like 
three games before he left for the Gold Cup. You know, like and- it's not like he's it's it's not like he's like literally like actually not been playing well. He's just like it's just Gold Cup. Yeah. And I think there's a big opportunity with a lot of the Gold Cup players too. Oh, for sure. Because a lot of them are like not in the same setup on the national team that they are in their clubs. And like Gressel, Robinson, Roldan, those guys, Morris, like those guys are all in that same boat. And it's like now it's kind of the time to pick them up. I actually literally considered getting a, a Julian Gressel rare. Um, and I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but I, I don't know. Why, why not? Like, why not? Why haven't you? Is it because is it his L5 is low? I don't know. I just, yeah, yeah. His L5 scares me, honestly. He's falling off a cliff. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, no, I don't, I don't know if I want to pay 0.05 for a midfielder. Because um, I feel like I could probably find someone who's like almost as good for like 0.02. But, I mean, Gressel does give you a lot of upside. So, I don't know. I, I just have to, I, I haven't done enough research I haven't I haven't gotten back into the full swing of things yet. Yeah, and that, uh, but that's what that's what this is for. Well, I was know? about to say, like, that's why I'm here. Come, come at me, come at me. What you what you got? What have you even thinks? Because you you've been gone for like what two two months now ish. Typically, yeah. we took a lot is a lot is a lot has happened. There's been a lot of ins yeah. and outs. There's been a lot of teams falling off. A lot of teams finding form. There's been a a lot of rotation. Yeah, when I left, Miami was really bad. And now I hear I come back and they're the fucking greatest team in the world with 3 billion <laughs> views on each of their stuff. Oh, 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 but I mean, we, we can turn this into a shit on fucking Miami podcast real quick, all right? <laughs> we, can, we can just pivot this right now. Uh, so with with my new job, right, all I do is game presentation. Like, I think about, like, audio sound, video sound, like, what cameras are we cutting to? That was the worst game presentation i've ever seen from a professional sports organization oh my god like they have they have a camera manually shooting the video board instead of just putting it straight into the feed so you can see the whole video on the full screen that blew my mind how are you gonna they didn't have the mics they didn't have the mics connected to the broadcast so they you're just listening to the in-stadium sound it was terrible it was so bad. And like don't don't get me wrong, right? Like as an Orlando City supporter, just like any any wrong step that Inter Miami takes as an organization is just like music to my ears, right? Like it is just pure bliss. But when you're going to fumble the bag on one of the most like probably important moments in this league's history, and you're going to fumble it that bag. You're yeah. just what do you, you're just you're making the entire league look pathetic right now, which is like what we're completely trying to avoid. All right. We finally got right. people to drop the retirement league tag. All right. That's finally kind of in the dust. But now we finally land Messi and you're just going to. Oh, brother. Like that was horrendous. Oh, my Lord. David Beckham almost died on the stage. He looked like <laughs> he was figure skating. My God. Like, don't don't pick a stage that has a has a surface like that in fucking Miami where it rains all the time. Listen, you know? it is Florida in the middle of the summer. Like, how are you like you were saying as a like planner as an event coordinator or whatever like you have to know in the afternoons after 3 p.m you're just getting thunderstorms all like afternoon so what are you just you love you you love to see it you love to see it everybody clap 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 your hands give it up for the greatest organization in the world enter fort lauderdale let's go so while we're on that does miami make the playoffs not a chance which no. granted, uh, shout out to Sasha Kleshin. If anybody saw that clip that was going around Twitter for a while and the internet, Sasha Kleshin pulled out a whiteboard on MLS 360 and did the math. And they haven't won since. And basically, they basically have to win out all their games after League's Cup to even remotely sniff the playoffs. Which granted, I mean, you get a player like Messi. I mean, who's to say he can't literally if win all those games? Out. If they went out, that's 36 points. That'd get them to 48. Yeah. I mean, that would definitely be enough for sure. I mean, they're only 12 points back, and they have two games in hand, the playoff line right now. And it's DC United. It's not like it's not like it's a good team, you know, in the in that. Speaking of which, uh oh. DC United. Uh oh. Are they the greatest team to ever play soccer? Oh, God no. Never. They have Tyler Miller in goal. They're they're pretty dang good. Let, I was not expecting them to be a playoff team. Listen, I told you this in the very beginning. After DC played in Orlando early, and I said, is DC a good team? Are they a sneaky good team? Ben Teke doing it. 
but Zach is killing it, I guess. Donovan Pines? They're doing it. Look, man, the only problem is that... Okay, first of all, has Tyler Miller always just, like, played way out of his box? Because yeah. he's just getting chipped left and right. And people are like, why is Rooney telling him to do that? And I'm just like, there, there, there comes a time when it's like, all right, buddy, like, you need to stop coming out. Because he's gotten chipped in, like, five of the people last... People just know that he's going to come out yeah. and just chip him. He just gets yeah. caught out every game at least once. And mm-hmm. it's just, Tyler Miller is the downfall of that team. And I almost bought a Tyler Miller. I almost went out and bought a Ty- Tyler Miller. Tyler Miller was really good in the beginning of the season. Yeah. I haven't, again, haven't watched a game, but... He was like he was really really good, and I thought he was really good in Minnesota too. He just lost to Dane St. Clair, who's also really good. So like, I don't I don't have anything against Tyler Miller, unless he's terrible now, which it, is possible. it's it's been it's been pretty bad. Like DC DC is one of those teams that they've been kind of hanging in. Like they're literally the definition of like middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. you, you get the Tyler Miller mistakes, and then uh, I mean I should probably know this, but he got benched recently, and I don't know if it was rotation or not. I don't know if he played last weekend or not. Well, he wasn't paying attention. I think he's been playing. But, yeah, he, he got, like, sat for, like, a game. I don't know if it was just rotation, but, like, everyone was like, oh, did it happen? Did Tyler Miller finally lose it? And uh, Wayne, he, just lost, he just sat one game. And uh, Wayne Rooney uh, gave him the shout for the All-Star game. So Tyler Miller will be at the All-Star game to show up his fancy moves against Arsenal. Ugh. Which After a 4 nothing loss, was an error led to a goal. Which... Being that we're cool. here and you're coming back, and like you said, you're on a break, and MLS is about to be on a break because we are two days away from the All Star Game and four days away from the start of Leaks Cup. Can we just like right now in the conversation of All Star Game, just stop playing European European teams for the All Star Game? Because who are you gonna play, dude? Just go East versus West, please. Even like. Mm. Like, yeah. I really liked MLS first Liga All-Stars because I thought it was cool. It's two leagues. You get all your All-Stars. You go a game. You know, U.S. versus Mexico. That's always a lot of fun. But now with League's yeah. Cup, it's like, eh, okay. You go back to East and West. Like, if and, I actually think it makes more sense with League's Cup now. Oh, you yeah? That would, a little like, showcase. There's more of, of a partnership now. Mm. You, can, you could end the League's Cup with, like, the two all-star teams playing each other. That would be cool too, but I think it's like too much like Liga Max just like shoved down everybody's throats and I don't think people like too much sometimes. But like, look at it this way. Like MLS is trying to gain the respect of the rest of the world, right? Like we're trying to show that and prove that we could be like a top league in the world. And you're saying that we're going to take all the all-stars from our league and we're going to play against a B team from Europe because they're in preseason. Like that just makes this league look like a joke. Like, why are we playing like Arsenal B? Like, it just it, it I don't know. It just it looks silly. You got to think. And then on top of that, the MLS All Stars are probably gonna lose like they always do, which is even worse. Yeah, because it's an All Star team. Yeah, All Star teams are terrible. Exactly. Because you've never played with the other guys before. Like, yes, you're all good players, but you never played with them. Like, give me. Give me the Pittsburgh Riverhounds against the MLS All-Stars, and we'll see who wins. Okay, buddy. I'll take, okay. That. I, I'm gl- I'll I'm, take that deal. I'm glad you enjoy well. your job, all right? But calm down there, buddy, all right? But, like, you get what I'm saying, right? Hey, we were 30 <laughs> minutes away from playing Miami and playing Messi in Pittsburgh, okay? So I don't want to hear it. Yeah, it just it doesn't make – it's just so silly. Like, you're getting your league's All-Stars to lose to a European team in preseason. Like, oh, dude, come on. We, yeah. we are better than that. Go back to East-West. But for all those, it's a very, it's a very like, it's a very, um, what's the word? Like you're the, you're the little kid on the block and you're trying to seem like the big kid on the block. You're like, Oh, we're going to play Arsenal. Like we're going to play a huge team. And it's like, everybody knows, like <laughs> you just do it. You're, <laughs> like you're literally just doing this. Cause you're such a small team. Like you're thinking so small. Oh dude. It's yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah. So it's, it's not good. But Hey, for all those that are traveling, all those that are going to all-star, game mls all-star enjoy enjoy have your fun to all those winners it's not a joke at all no it, no it is not and to all those people that won tickets from so rare to the mm, mls all-star yeah. game you also have a great time Pretty sick. post all the pictures so rare on tour what's up hashtag uh... i would rather watch goalie wars to be fair the the fact that they have That's not fun. brought ba- brought back goalie wars just blows no they mind. did no they, they did brought it back they year. did it for it was the nxt or the mls next pro like it was like MLS next people though. It wasn't like actual like MLS. Like they should literally mm. do MLS goalie wars. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I thought that. Oh, I don't know. 
And for, they did it last year, though, right? No, yeah, it was, it was just the last year. No, I'm pretty sure it was just the next pro guys. Oh, hmm. To shout out to all the Europeans that don't know well, what Holy of... Wars is. <laughs> Shout out to anyone who's ever watched a game of soccer who doesn't know what Goalie Wars is. <laughs> like, it's a very obscure, like, MLS 1.0 type thing. If she does, you love it. If she doesn't know MLS Goalie Wars, she's too young for you, bro. Just, <laughs> just, just throw her out there, all right? Let's see, but uh, anything else happened in the East that you are curious about? Because the East is, first of all, Cincinnati just running away with the Sporter Shield. Like, yeah, hello. I'm not going to say I told you so, but I told you so. Two years ago, everybody laughed at me. Oh, three straight wooden spoons are terrible. Like, no, it's Pat Noonan, dude. He's going to turn things around. They're going to get a defense. And when they do, watch the hell out. And they got a defense now, guys. Like, yeah, 11 wins out of 12 at home. That's that's pretty good. That's 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 decent. And they are, dude. Especially in this league. Oh, my God. And they've been doing it with Brainerd, who got traded out. And yeah. Brandon Vasquez has been with the national team. National like, team. they're. Yeah. They haven't really been all there up top, and they're still managing to hold on to an incredible, incredible supporter shield lead, which is yeah. fantastic. Eight points right now. Yeah, Lucho Acosta is their offense. Like As long as he's healthy and playing, he's enough to just be the offense for a whole team. He doesn't need anybody, any help. And now they finally have Lobodo, who's fantastic. Um, so good. And they've got, they've got a couple of center backs now. they got Celentano, who's pretty good. So, like... They're uh, they're they're pretty 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 good. So one thing I was wrong about. Oh, the top of the Western Conference doesn't look like I thought it would. <laughs> okay, the, who's this? Who's this Saint Louis team? San Luis. Who is that? San Lorenzo. What? Yeah. STL, dude. They are a team who refuses to fall off, even though everybody yeah. just is just waiting. They've only tied twice this year. I can't I can't get a grip. I can't get a grasp on St. Louis, man. Like I don't know what it is, but they just they just don't lose. They they Well, they do lose. They've lost eight times. But that's the same amount as Minnesota. But the, <sighs> that's the same amount as New York City FC, by the way. Is it? in thirteenth in is the it East. Really? Yeah. yeah. They just only have two draws. They win. They don't draw. No, that's great. Great for getting points, but like, wow! How do you only have two draws in the season? Because they don't lose. Montreal only has two draws too. Because they don't lose, bro. (laughs) I'm telling you, they don't lose. You ain't got to win, but you got to not lose. You know, when you come home from the game, you go. Well, at least we didn't lose. That's it. That's that's all. But they they either win or lose. They're thirteen and eight. Well, the entire West right now is thirteen wins. The entire West is just so jam-packed and so so bad you mean yeah is the word you're looking for yeah exactly real salt lake is in third okay yeah because yeah, chicho orango is back dude are you kidding me oh that's true i did forget about Let's that go. they have a legitimate actual striker they now. said hey chicho's coming back what we're gonna make him play pablo against ruiz orlando really city good, what oh pablo, pablo ruiz? ruiz is really good and Saverino might be on his way out I don't know why Pablo Ruiz like randomly doesn't play like half their games, but he's really good when he plays. I think that's just RSL. Well, that's the thing. Everybody in RSL is just starting to produce. Like even Danny Masovsky, who came over from LAFC last year, didn't really do much. And all of a sudden this year, he was like, hey. He was a decent yeah, but he, he was decent at LAFC. He just did, never played that's because LAFC was ridiculously deep. When it sucks now because he was finally starting to find form and they were like, haha, we just signed Chicho. What's up? And he's like, oh, not again. <laughs> literally same guy that kept him on the bench at LAFC literally he's just like oh dude you gotta be kidding me not again god damn it oh brother dude it's just I don't know because you gotta think San Jose started off really hot and then they kind of fell off Vancouver just defensively it's just kicking me in the butt right now because and I went I went out and I got a Takioka this year and I was so excited and it's just been it just hasn't been fun since they scored 38 goals though Oh, they score, yeah, but they also yeah. they also give them up too. That's the problem, right? That doesn't help you typically. Yeah, especially if you score, but you also concede more of them. That doesn't help you. Which is like a lot of teams this year. It's it it's, uh, it's gotten pretty weird. Like Atlanta, Atlanta's the same way. They'll score the goals, but Brad Kuzan is such a clown. My God, forty-two goals and they're in seventh. That's wild. Hmm. 
Columbus has got a huge amount of goals scored. They're first in the league, actually. And they're in sixth somehow. What's up with Columbus? Same thing. They're supposed to be really Same good. thing, defense. And then, yeah. like, what is it? Uh, What's his face? Zilla Rayon. No. It's Chicho. Cucho. Cucho. There it is. I'm like, Chicho, Cucho. And I'm just like, dude, there's there's too many. Too many. There's She-Host. There's Chicho. There's, ah, dude, there's too, there's too dang many of them. But uh, yeah, dude, Columbus, same thing. You know, Zellerian, he he comes in and out. He shows up, does disappear sometimes. Defensively, they've just been all over the place. Dude, Columbus is Columbus is one of those teams that is kind of in a slump. Uh, but they they are a team to be looked at right now. I I think they're quality. Yeah, I really think they do. If they were my pick preseason to be really good, um, we we beat them in the U.S. Open Cup. Just saying. Ooh. They will not be winning that competition. Yeah. Um, Messi and Miami are going to win, yeah, obviously. It's good for the league. The, the Ohio teams are very, very good. Columbus and Cincinnati. Um, Nashville has rediscovered how to not give up goals. That's good. That I see that. Jack Maher and Walker Zimmerman. Dude, uh, Jack Ma- you, in there. you, actually, shout out to you. At the beginning of the season, you're like, I don't know, Jack Maher. He's like... Better yeah. than Walker Zimmerman almost. And I was like, okay. And I bought a big Jack oh. Maher guy. Yeah. He's young too, isn't he? Yes, he is. He was our draft pick in 2020, 2021. So he's only been in the league a couple of years. Um, but yeah, he's very, very good. Um, you know who's actually on the come up right now? Who's, you know, actually, right now, this is perfect. You know who the like, the like second half of the season like bump is going to be? It's uh, Montreal. Mm, I don't know if I believe you. No, man. I think there there is something brewing in Montreal right now where they started off. They've scored twenty two goals this year, okay? Just let them twenty three games. Yeah, because they started they started the season just awful, but they're they're starting well, to come back. They're yeah. they're starting to find form. They this they, is they made some classic Hearn and Lozada. They made some moves. They got Bryce Duke. They got Lasseter in there. They got a Poku. All right, let him. Oh, I do love a Poku. Yes, That's let him cook. Here's here's my problem with with Montreal, right? Right. This is Hurd and Lazada, like very up tempo, like all the time press type of dude, which is great for winning and losing, and you'll get more points in regular season than you otherwise would. They they're the other team with less than three draws, along with St. Louis. Um, you know the problem with running constantly all the time. What what is it? You kind of fall off at the end of the season. Happened to DC United. Yeah, that's it's kind of a thing. But uh, but if you weren't even on, they're not the in season. the playoff. They're not in the playoff race now anyway. I, I mean, they're in the race, but they're not in the playoff spots anyway. So they actually have to do better in this like last eleven games. I their legs are just gonna die. No like, way, dude. Who dude? Half know. of these people that's, they got halfway through the season. They haven't even ran full season. That's true. They, it's true. They little Montreal went into the season and said, "Ah, we'll figure it out." And, yeah, and they've slowly done it. They've picked up some pieces in the off season, mostly all through the MLS. And yeah. I, I think, if anything, if anybody's going to go on a run at the end of the season, I think it's going to be Montreal. Little, little. I am a big Bryce Duke fan, and I am a big Quado Apoku fan, but and I'm also a big Hernan Lasada fan. <laughs> but and and you're still fighting me on this. But yes. Yeah, eventually their legs are gonna die. They may sneak sneak into a playoff spot because there's nine of them. Because cool, why not? Let's just keep throwing more playoff spots out there. Like, why don't we just have 15 playoff spots and just not even play a regular season? It's fine. Um, they may sneak in, but I really don't think they're gonna have the uh, the chops to win a playoff game. Uh, I mean, if I- they get there. If they get to the playoffs. Hey, I didn't say I didn't say they were going to win anything. I just said they were going to go on a run to the end of the season. That's all. <laughs> I didn't say they. I didn't say they would do anything with it. But dude, even then, like when you mentioned Bryce Duke, if you look at his AA since he got to yeah. Montreal, it's just 10, 23, 19, 14, 19. Like he he's starting yeah, to do I'm it. A big Bryce Duke fan. He he he's in that he's in that Mihailovic role, and right. if he can figure it out and make it work, well, Mihailovic wasn't a Lasada guy. There's a different different system, you know. 
you're going to use facts on these things, there's no point even having these discussions. But my problem is... I don't is, like facts. Victor Wanyama, 22 games played this year. Good luck. Oh. Chinoso 04, 22 games played this year. Camacho, 20, 20 games played this year. Waterman, 19 games played this year. Their defense is bad already, and they're going to stop running. <laughs> like... They're going to concede a lot of goals. Hey, as long as they can score them back. They've only scored 22 goals this year. Like they've scored less than one goal per game. Listen. I don't know. I, I just... I I mean, that's, that's fair. That's next fair. year. Next year. Give, how, give Montreal a year. How, how, much of that, how much of that is just getting worked by Losada for so many years that you just refuse to trust it? Oh, no. I thought he was great. Oh, you I can like him, Lissada. but... Yeah, I was a big Lasada guy. I was mad when they fired him. But I also know why they fired him. And it's because he he worked the players till they almost died. Like he, he's he's gonna do the same thing in Montreal. So um yeah, I I I, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean they it's gonna go one of two ways. They're either gonna get on a roll and be really good, or they're gonna go really downhill. Like there there's not really an in between. That's true. Like they're not going to sit in the middle. They're going to go up or they're going to yeah. go down. But that that's Lasada. You either win or you lose. There's no tying. There's no kissing cousins in this one. Oh, <laughs> listen, listen. Since you won't, since you won't take me on my Montreal take, where are you on the Toronto situation? Um, because that, well, that is just a dumpster fire in itself. Yeah. Where, what is your take on that? I need I need to I hear was... from you kind of shocked by Toronto to be fair because they got the Italians and I assumed that they would just kick it and scream and why it's just you know pass it to the Italians but Bob Bradley is uh I guess not good at that for some <laughs> reason and now he's gone um yeah you go oh eight and four on the road it's, it's not gonna get it done you know you gotta at least at some point you gotta get a point on the road and they just really haven't done it. Um, I, I I haven't been watching, so I can't yeah, tell I you to be to be fair what's what their issue is. But everything, man, like you figure they get Sean John, they got all the Italians. I thought Bob Bradley was a pretty good coach, but he also did refuse to play the kids. Like he he's been keeping Jaquil Marshall Ruddy in jail forever. Ask me how I know that because I have his rare card and his limited card and his I have every card he has. <laughs> you love um, to see it. But yeah, Toronto has not gotten a point since the beginning of June. That's that's not good. Yeah, it's never what you want. You go a whole month and a half without a point, but it's okay because they're playing Montreal next, and there will be no draws in that game. So oh, and they and they traded Mark Anthony K for uh, Latif Blessing. Interesting. Yeah, that just happened like last week. You didn't know about that, did you? I did not hear about yeah, that. Dude. Latif Blessing was a big Bob Bradley guy, wasn't he? He sure was. <laughs> but there's no more yeah. Bob. There's no more Bob. I uh, so why wasn't Latif Blessing good in New England? Because he is a good so, player. So from what I gathered, he just didn't fit into the system. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think. I mean, Matt Poulter's been having a year too. That's the thing. Um, they don't have anywhere to play him. Yeah. Just like LASC, they didn't have anywhere to play him. Like Blessing is really good. At like all the positions, but he's not like great at one position. So he's a great player to have on your team. He just is never really a starter. Yeah, it's it's he's he's just like a role player. Like yeah, he like anywhere you need him to go, he will go and do the job. But when it comes to like actually having him be like a mainstay, I don't. He's just never been able to do that. And even at LAFC, but he, he's so fun to watch, though. He's he's just free roaming. He just he's one of my favorite players. He finds the space no matter where it is on the pitch, and he'll just slot into it. Like I just don't. I don't even think, uh, this dude, not, Latif Blessing can't even help Toronto at this point. The Italians don't want to be there. Insigne doesn't want to be there. Bernadeschi doesn't want to be there. Yeah, that was that's always the risk, right? You bring in a high profile guy. Does he really try? And in this case, he didn't didn't really try so yikes you know and like even going will on, will Messi try Ooh, i think That's he will i think he will i think he will too he's too much of a gamer he's like wayne rooney he's too much of a like competitive well, i was gonna say like he he's just too much of that guy he knows everything's on him he loves the game so much like, he's not just gonna come here and then just dick around 
Like he just doesn't right. seem like that kind of. You know who does though? Yeah. Not that I want to talk bad about Shakiri, but oh man, dude, Shakiri too. Shakiri, because I mean, what they they played in Orlando what two three weeks ago, and like normally I'm like okay whatever like guys a bum like even like Bernadeski like when when they played like yeah we routed Toronto but you 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 watch Bernadeski play and you're like wow this guy's really good like there is talent there watching Shakiri on the pitch like it made me mad for Chicago fans. Just he just mopes around the pitch. He just like shrugs, drops his shoulders all the time. Just like super bad attitude. Just like all around the pitch. And I'm just like, dude, like you're Shakiri right now. You are the highest paid player in the league right now. I'm like, Ugh. yeah, it's not a good look. Not. You want to know the fun thing? Since that game, they've won three straight. Oh yeah, no. That game that you're talking about, Chicago is not bad actually. They Chicago's... they're another team where like the second half yeah. of the season, it's like, oh, you guys remember how to play? But that's also they fired their coach, which right, which also goes to show you like what was happening in Chicago that things got that bad that as soon as they like let go, they were like, oh, okay, we're gonna play again. Yeah, well, I don't think he was ever really that good, but Chicago's always been that team that's had a little bit of talent, but they've never been good at least since like the 2000s. Like they had Georgie Mihailovich, and he was not really that good there. They had like they had a bunch of good young players that have just like not really panned out. Good and now. Gutierrez like, looks nice Chris though. Brady, Chris Brady's pretty good. I, I'm not gonna say I told you so on that one, but when he was struggling earlier in the season, everybody's giving me shit, and I was like, no, he's gonna be fine. Just relax. And he didn't lose the job, and he's still the greatest goalkeeper in Chicago history. Wow, you're going to do that to Slonina, bro? (laughs) Look at it, you. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, Chicago, I think, is okay. I I still just think they're okay, though. I don't think they're, like, great. Yeah, I I don't know. I kind of stopped. I really stopped following Chicago when Mueller went down for the season. I was like, don't care. Hmm. I was like, Mueller will still kind of get me to, like, kind of chime in, tune in a little. From time to time here, but uh, yeah, no. After he went down, I was like, "Yeah, all right, I'm over Chicago." See, that's the thing. I don't know who's hurt for the season at this point. Like, I could be saying like, "Oh, Montreal's decent," but actually, Apoku and Bryce Duke and all these guys are hurt for the year. I'm like, "Oh, just kidding. They're gonna suck." I should know they're gonna suck because everybody's hurt. <sighs> I mean, what's the most hurt team right now? Who? Galaxy? Mm. Maybe. They're just bad. I knew they were going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, Galaxy dealt with a bunch of injuries. I called them missing the playoffs. Austin very early dealt with injuries, but Austin's kind of starting to creep back up too. Yeah. Uh, Good for Austin. I doubted them too, but they're back. Oh, dude, they were they were so bad at the beginning of the season. I was I was so out on Austin. And uh, yeah, I mean the the LA Galaxy are a dumpster fire. Yeah. That is. They haven't fired Greg Vanny yet, right? Nope. Incredible, but uh, I know they I know the president got fired, but yeah, I don't know how Greg Vanny hasn't been fired yet. I don't know how Peter Vermees hasn't been fired yet. Talk about SKC for a second. Well, hey, Alan Polito came back and he's scoring goals again, that's why he hasn't been fired. That's exactly why he's but been they're fired. not in a playoff spot, and there's nine playoff teams. But it, after three years, Alan Polito is scoring goals, okay? That's it, that's all they need. That's unfortunately not all you need. You do. I mean, Gaddy Keen has been back too, because I've had him in my gallery forever waiting for him to get healthy. Uh, he's back and he was playing pretty well. well but and, um, and they have Kendall McIntosh they're... as a starting goalkeeper, which no one's yeah, offering. What the heck is that all about? What is like, it? Melia was... went down. Pulse Camp Melia came got in. hurt. And Pulse Camp is just. Pulse shit. Camp laid an egg. Yeah. And then McIntosh got it. See. I want to say that I called Pulse Camping shit, but also I own a Pulse Camp, so I don't think I can really say that. Um, oh, I'm just glad in I fairness, though, it. it was because at the time I was like, well, it's either Pulse Camp or Melia, and I can buy them both for less than I can buy any other goalkeeper in the league for. So I might as well get them. And yeah, that didn't work. You know, it's funny. Okay. I remember having that conversation with you because I was like, had them both pulled up and I was going to pull the trigger and I never did. And I'm so glad mm-hmm. I didn't because Lucky you. Yeah, look at me. Look at me go. Look at me go. I see Ben Olsen is in his comfortable ninth position in the table down in Houston. Listen, I will not. He's a classic get into the playoffs guy and never won a playoff game. Yeah, but they have Hector Herrera now. 
which I have been on the Hector Herrera train since last year. Pat myself, yeah. pat myself on the back for that one. That was old uh, John from Predictology was on that train too. I was super. Oh really? Getting a yeah. He I nailed that one. You know, I have watched probably way more Houston Dynamo than I'd probably be willing to admit here on a uh, public platform. <laughs> but <laughs> I have been watching a lot of Houston and uh, their new forward that they picked up, Aliyu Ibrahim. He hasn't really scored a lot yet. But if you watch him on the pitch, it's coming. It, it is so coming. Who is this? Aliyu Ibrahim. He's 21. Can you can you spell it? A-L-I-Y-U-I-B-R-A-H-I-M. I don't know. He has, he has a weird name. Where'd they I don't get know him from? Uh, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, he, he... Locomotive Zagreb. Yeah, there it is. From Croatia. Yeah, buddy. Look, he's one of those guys where his scores haven't really been there, right? But if you watch him on the pitch, you're like, there is just something there. He's just, he's he's a hustle merchant, man. He's all over the pitch. He's running into space. A lot of that low AAs because he likes to take it to the corner and then lose it because he's not quite that's, there yet. That's a Ben Olsen special. Yeah. Hustle all over the pitch, but don't ever do anything. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, baby. He's going to start forever in Houston. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where you said that I was like, "Wait, this has been awesome. Yep. This makes sense." Yep, one hundred percent. A lot of sense. I lo- it's one of those players that on the pitch you're like, "Wow, he must have like some crazy AA." And then you go look, and it's like negative, like <laughs> negative five. It just it doesn't it doesn't translate. But if, if he figures it out and he really just settles into the system, which really seems like he's going to be the go to guy, uh, he's he's a little guy to think. See, I'm here for I you. Know. I got you. I, I think I think I looking at his scores. I think I'd rather have Duncan McGuire. Okay. Because this Duncan Duncan scores. Like guys like this are very reliant on scoring and assisting. And it doesn't look like he's done that much this year. Yeah. He, in fact he's done one of each. Because he's new. Okay. Listen, I'm forward thinking. All right. What what do we what do we talk about earlier? I said you get him, you get him when he sucks. So you can sell him when he's good. That's true. You get him when he sucks. His price is very high for someone that sucks though. Well, it's because you just had like what, two good games? Did he have two good games? Two decent-ish games? You always come for me, Chris. One was a 47. Is a 47 good? We've been playing this long enough to know that a 47 is not good. You know, you know, if you look at the rest of the you know? if you look at the rest of the forwards in MLS right now, there's really not a lot to pull from right now. I ha- yeah. I have tried so hard. Like I have spent hours just trying to find like a forward and outside of like five of them it's all just it's all just junk yeah so basically yeah buy a dunk the problem is mls is a very 10 heavy league and all of the tens in this league are considered midfielders yep except for Messi for some reason yep why is Messi a forward uh because it's good for so rare in their bags (laughs) (laughs) that might be true i did honestly i I really, I and that is one thing that I would love clarity on is like, how do you, how do y'all decide who's a forward and who's a mid? Because like, even though, I mean, I could see back in his Barca days when he was a winger, that could be a forward. Yeah, how long ago was that though? But he's more of a ten now, you know. Yeah, he just sits he's in the middle of the pitch. Of a, yeah, he's more of a you know not the first guy forward, but he's going to create type of stuff. He's not really on the left wing much anymore. No, no, yeah, right. I mean, he'll he'll float out to the right. He still floats out to the right yeah. a lot. But right, yeah, he he's a midfielder. So we're we're on to you. I I see you. Yeah. So who are the forwards? Jesus Ferrer for sure. What is it? It'd probably be Ferreira, uh, Cucho, uh, Buanga, which is really fu- he hasn't really been scoring, but he's just another one. That's of those, the problem. He's another like, one of those guys. Forty-seven though. last fifteen. You know. Well, yeah, but I mean, LAFC has he been has playing a game every three days for the past like month and a half. But yeah, he hasn't been scoring. Yeah. If he could find the form that he was in at the beginning of the season, it would be sick. Well, yeah, because he was scoring a hat trick every other game. <laughs> yeah, I would love that too. What is it, uh, Savarino? But he might be gone. Uh, what, yeah. what other forwards we got? Oh, Halongwane over there in Minnesota. Well, you said that when we were talking before, and I don't know if his scores were that good. Well, 
long one. So my thing, and I was actually thinking about it today, no, yeah, is actually not that. I might sell Longwane because now that they got Timo Pukki, I don't know if Pukki's going to take some I of those Pukki. decisives away. That's like Longwane. create more. That's another thing. Pukki, Pukki's a striker, you know, like Longwane is an attack. Yeah, that's another thing. Hit. Two things are going to happen. Either Longwane's goals are going to go down, but his assists are going to go up, or he's just going to lose decisives, period. So it's like, eh. Actually... I'm 100% on board with Longway. Looking at this yep. now, U23, right? Yep. He's not that expensive. So you tried to come for me before you had the facts. He, average, he averages, yeah, exactly, right? He averages 10 AA game, which is not bad. Um, and then he uh, he can score an assist. Like, he has eight goals and three assists in the last year. Like, actually, I'm on board. Thank you. Good call. Thank you. You just, just... He had a 99.2 one time. Yeah. It's Portland. Thank you. I know what I'm talking about sometimes. Yeah, that's a good call. Made me take I'm point, here. and all of a sudden, you're just going to question me. You're going to question my takes. Hell some yeah. of them are a little hot, but some of them are real. They're not They're not all, they're not all bad. What about Brandon Vasquez? He's kind of cheap. Yeah. Johnny Russell's really cheap. Yeah, but he's had SKC. Do you really want to mess with SKC right now? No. Johnny Russell's been one of those guys that every year I'm like, oh, man, it's Johnny Russell. And then I never buy him. And then at the end of the season, I'm like, man, that's why I didn't buy him. What about Chicharito? He's pretty cheap. He's going to be pretty good this year, I think. <sighs> so sad. Sad so day. Sad. sad, 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 sad day. The day that Chicharito went down. Dude, I was so <sighs> That's so upsetting. I feel so bad for the guy. Chico Arango, Christian Arango, in, uh, out in L.A. He's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd over at the LA Galaxy. What's up? Tyler Boyd. Listen, if Ugh. listen, who's who's a forward at LA right now? You it's either Jovalich or Tyler Boyd. Which one are you gonna go Jovalich with? Jovalich is very good off the bench. I will say that. Yeah, and guess what? He's very good when he thinks that he's not the starter. Yeah, and, and guess what? To... Chicharito's gone and Jovalich still hasn't really done much. Yeah, sad. Which you would think, you would think that it was like, oh, Jovalich, hey, buddy, this is your time to, this is your time to shine, baby. And uh, yeah, it didn't really happen. But uh, did I, did I make a mistake selling Gustavo Bell, the reward that I won? Oh, you sold it. I did sell it. When did you sell it recently? Yeah. No. Yesterday. No, you did fine. Listen, yeah. historically, I felt like I got a lot out of it. Historically, Bo's gonna get injured any minute now. <laughs> yes right. and he's also 33 like he's got like he's gonna fall off a cliff any day which now. which don't which don't get me wrong which i think i said the same thing about Messi about five years ago. yeah that's true but like yeah. don't get me wrong bo has played really really good this year probably better than he has in the past right. like two but again right. yeah it's it's that he looks like the 2020 though that was like really good yeah it's one of those things where you look at his age and you look at his history and you're like listen you may be on a heater now but this it's definitely it's definitely a sell high. You know it's sell high yeah. territory. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. So if you're out there holding the bow or you just bought a bow, good luck and hope he doesn't go down. She's having a great season. But uh, dude, do you have any other questions? I don't, I don't really know where to go at this point. We're just we're just going down the MLS. What's peaking your interest? What are what is your eye mm. catching that? So Portland's bad. Oh yeah. What happened what happened to the greatest player to ever play in MLS? Oh dude, you talk about that guy Evander that scored like a hundred goals this season? Yeah. Is he not is he really good? <laughs> On paper. On paper he's really good. I mean Portland in general is just garbage this year. Like I, I have He's actually not been that bad, to be fair. He's only twenty five. He's not the guy that everybody expected. No. Like, is he that bad? No. Is he the guy that everybody was like, oh my god, Portland got a Vander. Like, they're finally going to turn it around. Mm. Right. They are not. But I mean, if I remember correctly, Portland got 180. Portland got smacked with uh, injuries again this year, too, didn't they? I don't know. They lost They lost Williamson. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking uh, me. <laughs> dude, honestly. I can tell you if El Paso's been smacked with injuries. <laughs> I don't know. Especially... Wait, in all seriousness, when is when is Sora getting USL coverage? Come on. Ah. I need I need that inside information 
to be able to to play guys. Listen, they you know? they have USL listed players, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that it could one day indeed be a thing. Yeah, like I have, I think one of our players has a has a card. Yeah, he's actually kind of expensive too. Oh, is he really? Him, but I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, Edward Kizza. He's a point oh oh two three for for a limited, which I think is expensive for a guy who is not eligible to be played. Yeah, also, but wow. if there's anything that we know, it's that nothing in the so rare streets makes sense. We just we just no. we just take it there's for what it is. Of, there's three hundred of them too. It's not like there's only like a couple. Like he had a full season of mints. Jesus, he was a revolution. Player. It's okay on the NBA side. There's a bunch of like G League guys that didn't play for the main team on the NBA and they have cards. I won a few of them and they're just dead to me. Mike DeShields has cards too. I'm going to pre- former uh, top five draft pick for DC United. Yeah. I knew who that is. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He plays, he's a backup on our team actually. But being that we're uh, towards the end of this lovely comeback episode, which it's just all over the place, which just shows you how much we haven't even talked in our own personal lives. I feel like to be fair though, that's every every episode we do. That's true. Kind of all over the place. Yeah, but yeah. That's that's part of the beauty that's, and the magic of this. That's show. why we get paid the big bucks. Hey, you know what I'm talking about? All the yeah. big bucks. But uh being on Red X's that we were talking on uh Red X's in the USO. What's your take on the whole Saudi thing? Mm. And Saudi coverage. First off, why don't they have coverage of it? Mm. Is it is it like an opta thing where they can't no or is it just like oh, we don't think it's a good enough league. so from like all the different bits of information that you can get everywhere not knowing what's correct and what's not i think opta does have the coverage so rare it just hasn't paid for it that's really odd because like what's what's the reasoning behind that it's it's one of two things right it's either we don't think they're a good enough league which is bullshit because they have like the colombian league and the peruvian league and leagues that even before they got all these stars the saudi league was right. better than that or two we don't want to support the saudi government which makes some sense oh, like there I is merit get, to that yes yeah i can get that side of it so uh i kind of like a lot of players that you should really have coverage of do they though you know? Like, there's a lot, but there's not at the same time going over there. But at the same time, uh, an, an argument that I like the most is that if they don't have the licenses for the cards, then why bother, le- like, really covering the whole league when how many players are over there that we really want to have other than the ones that just transferred over there? Yeah, there's like 10. Uh, I honestly... But I still think I still think you should get that. I also think, realistically, well, unless you have, like, political issues with it, Really, you should have the Saudi leagues coverage. Like, you should have the teams license. You know what I mean? Like that. Like that's a that's all. It's it's been a semi like decent quality league for a while. Though. Right. Like, those teams are typically in the Asian Champions League, like a decent ways. Like sometimes they win it. Like they're always pretty decent. Um. So yeah, I don't, and especially now that if they're gonna dump like billions of dollars into it like you kind of have to cover it you know well that's another thing too is like now that you mentioned that it's look if they're spending this much money now it's not going to stop anytime soon if you if you really dig into the nitty-gritty and and why saudi is spending so much of their money and their funds is that because they literally need to diversify their portfolio because they're just sitting on cash that is basically worthless now uh for the most part as far as fiat is concerned so yeah they're they're probably going to be spending a lot in the next couple of years in bolstering. Well, because, uh... the, the counter argument to that is look what happened with China a couple of years ago when they bought like Hulk and Oscar and all of those big players. And they're like, Oh, we're going to put this big investment in. And then five years later, it was like, well, this didn't work. We're just, we're just not buying players anymore. Yeah. But China's okay. economy and Saudis is two completely different things where, where China is grasping for a stable economy, which they did. And it quickly peaked and went, the other way <laughs> where where Saudi is they, they they have they they don't even know what to do with their money there but what happens what happens when uh we get like electric vehicles and don't need oil anymore in like 10 years uh they're kind of they're kind of 
I mean, are all our factories and all our warehouses and all other means of production going to be electric too? They're still going to need oil and lubricants yeah. and all sorts of stuff. It's not just not just motor vehicles. Like there's well, so much that runs on oil. Motor vehicles, but I'm saying like that technology is going to get to a point where we don't need to use oil. We can't use oil. This is a whole different, <laughs> whole different conversation. Say, we, oh, we can go into the energy power dynamics of uh, you know we'll never be. I mean, I have no idea. What I'm about. Yeah. No, but you get my point. Like, I don't know if it, just because they're spending money now doesn't mean they will in the future. Okay. But it, all right, they probably will spend some money in at least the next few years. So this is probably not the last time we're going to see people signing in Saudi. I so should they have it covered? I say yes. I yes. I say there's no there's no downfall to them covering the damn league, like. Wanting to license the clubs and releasing all those cards and do we really need it right now in this environment, yada, yada. No, not really. And I get that side of it, too. I just don't see why they wouldn't get the coverage as far as scoring players. Like, whether they go there or not or not mint them. Like, dude, you guys don't even have the majority of the Liga MX license. Give me that, please. Stop talking about Saudi and let's get on sober about onboarding Liga MX. Because not only would I be incredibly happy, you know how many dang Mexicans watch Liga MX? Like, anytime any Liga thing happens in the MLS, 70% of that stadium is there for Liga MX, not MLS. Like, there is just an entire community and group of people that are completely being neglected in Mexico. And that that would, I've, Mexico would onboard people a lot more than Saudi would, is all I'm saying. And yeah, so. Should they cover the league? Should they get scored? And that's yes. all I have to say about that. <laughs> Mic drop. Just kidding. It's <laughs> on a stand. <laughs> you can throw it. You could just throw your mic. No, that's after That'll we work. stop. That's after we hit and record. Because uh, mm, there you go. Because uh, I gotta, I gotta say goodbye and give all the outros before I break this thing. Bye, mom. <laughs> Bye. But uh, yeah, dude, it's been a, it's been a great time. So yes, Saudi. No Saudi coverage. I vote yes, Saudi. There you go. But also. I can understand the political issues. Yeah, that, that that's that's a that's a whole another can of worms that we could bust open and spill on the floor, but uh, we won't because that is disrespectful. But uh, yeah, do you have anything else to say? Um, amazing first episode back. Uh, this is so much fun to actually talk to uh, talk to real life people about. So rare again. It's great. And not just in my head. I feel like I've been having an internal conversation about so rare ever since I stopped. And it's just been me talking to myself. Um this has been awesome. As a programming note, I will definitely not be here next week. There's zero percent chance that's happening because we have like six events next week. Um, but the week after that, we should be back. And then we should be like in in pretty good spot, you know, to, to keep moving forward. So, um, check us out. We're on we're on Twitter. <laughs>